holiday is well deserved for our squad and manager. Nothing to see here, Jambos. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Hammy, Cameron, Paddy and Simon. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. It's been ages since I've done one of these Put off as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Full house. Full house. I know. Look at this. Um, I almost forgot who all the podcast members were there. <laughs> Absolute shambles. Night. Should we go somewhere else? <laughs> did, did you say, should we support someone else? <laughs> that too. Um, bye. Uh, I'm back, but the hearts definitely are not. I'm back. Big Rick and Bischoff. That would be a good hearts manager. <laughs> um, first and foremost, speaking of our manager, um, so we are, we are obviously recording after that humiliating, pathetic defeat at the hands of Barry Robson. I mean, uh, come on, Barry Robson's Aberdeen. Uh, 3-0, our worst defeat in Aberdeen since 1996. Um, and that's a club now having a, a week's holiday before we play Kilmarnock in two weeks' time. It's normally like after a, a bad patch or a bad defeat, it's normally pretty good PR from a club to say, you know, the boys won't be getting any time off. It's back to the training pitch on Monday, practicing set pieces, etc. The rumours seem to be true that Robbie Nielsen was on the first flight to Turkey to get a hair transplant. And the boys are off for a full week. What do you make of it all, boys? Are you fuming? No, I'm not really bothered, to be honest. <laughs> if anything, I'm I'm glad he's not with the team in, uh, right now. Aye. Aye. <laughs> I, it's quite clear to me that they don't really do much in training as well. So, hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean, but if they've already had a signed time off, then maybe it's what they need, a week away just to stew themselves. Hopefully he doesn't come back, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's in love with a Turkish doctor. <laughs> That's the one. Fairy tale. It's an interesting take, Cammy. Maybe we'll be better because we won't be in training. <laughs> <All of that. laughs> I'm sure we tried Levine's eye. Levine, when he was here, the second time, he just let the players do what they want. That worked out well, didn't it? No? Yeah. Uh, Nigel Clough famously just never done any training. They just went for walks and played <laughs> cricket. And... <laughs> yeah, so maybe there's method to the madness. Um, but wait, it is... Wait, wait. Um... Is, that, is that Nigel or Brian? That was definitely Nigel, Nigel he said. <laughs> I'm part of Albert saying. Oh, it's Nigel the son. Because <laughs> if it's Nigel, I'm not convinced. They <laughs> <laughs> just let them go for walks. <laughs> I would blame it on rustiness. It's been a while, but no, no, I'm just always getting names wrong on this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, intrigued to see what Jake Nielsen's going to come back with here. Jake, we're going to see Robbie if old shoulder length here. <laughs> oh, full Rob holding. I hope so. <laughs> I admire the people that get hair transplants just to get a skin fade. Like, just to have a bit <laughs> The best, the best one's got to be Raymond Van Barnabelle, who looks exactly the same as he did before he got it. Right. He's went to one of those backstreet <laughs> hair transplant doctors. Right? Yeah. Um, I, Nielsen's hair. Uh, it's unbelievable. Eh? It really is. Rumours behind the scenes are that there's several fallouts. There's rumours that uh, Lauren Shankland is deeply unhappy because he's not getting to play as a centre-forward. And to be fair, Lauren Shankland, he's our best number nine since uh, John Robertson, and we're playing him as a number 10. Yep. Yeah, but we need to have Janelli up front, eh? So what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> More than football, wingers as strikers and strikers as tens. <laughs> and right wingers as left wing backs in Alan Forrest's case as well. Oh, and left wingers are non-existent. Aye, he's any play non-existent because it's Barry McKay normally there. You mean Aye. exactly? <laughs> um, so yeah, Shanklin's not happy, and that's your captain. 
and uh, Stephen Naismith, who's probably going to be the next Hearts manager, whether we like it or not. Stephen Naismith. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> well, watch this fucking space. Stephen Naismith's unhappy about the lack of playing time for all our promising youngsters. Yeah, he should know better than anybody. He fucking played for Hearts under Levine and Nielsen. He knows we don't develop players. Well, think about um, Naismith's era. Your Andy Irvin's hickey. Uh, we got fucking relegated. <laughs> <laughs> we did, but at least they played the youngsters. <laughs> the way up, what do you want here? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, you could at least give them a wee space on the bench, though. I, know, I think we mentioned that last week. Like, we're still doing this whole, oh, we're not filling a bench. Like, come on. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. There's a lot of calls now. People are saying, hey, well, what about Finley Pollock? He was meant to be really good. Why is he not getting any minutes? See, the thing is, though, if he plays and he's not up to speed instantly and right on it, folk yeah, will be screaming at him. I don't know. It's a I funny balance. I think Hearts fans are harsh, but they're never... Uh, yeah, I've seen Hearts fans go as <laughs> young players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, this, is, this is the same fan base that booed Toby Civic onto the park earlier in the season. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, bit, it's a bit different, but when it's a sign-in, they're coming up for down south. You're going to get on their backs quicker than you are a boy that spent at Tynecastle High School. <laughs> He's only 18. It's a bit different. If you say so. <laughs> genuinely, there's a lot of calls for Pollock to, to get a feature because why not? We need an injection of energy and the team gives somebody a chance. Um, what do you think? Is this the kind of right time for him to come into the team potentially he is out injured just now I've got to add once he's back probably not then <laughs> I mean your burner accounts have been going over time with asking for him to be put into the squad <laughs> I don't think it's really about personnel I think it's about playing a way that everyone fits I don't feel like anyone plays in a position they feel comfortable with right now Xander Clark does <laughs> Other than Xander Clark, everyone else isn't playing in their natural positions. Michael Smith is. Oh. Michael Smith's not a right wing back. <laughs> He's not. It's not a right back anymore. I don't know. You see some of the runs he makes up front at times. It's great. He just kind of get back after. <laughs> no, it's just stay up there. Um, but yeah, and Bobby McLucky, give him a chance, Hart. <laughs> what to play him in midfield? Anywhere you want. You'd probably get played at left back or something. Yeah. Right back, Bobby McLucky. So, yeah, Nasus unhappy. No doubt the youngsters are, are saying we're never going to get a chance here. Your captain's unhappy. And we'll go on to speak about the Aberdeen game. It certainly looked like we didn't have a fucking clue what we were doing. Um, how, how, how credible are these rumours before we go on? <laughs> about Shankland and Naismith, I believe they're pretty. I don't know the Naismith one, yeah. I think it's fairly well-known, I believe, yeah. Kickback. Thanks Thanks for your your references. I don't don't (laughs) use kickback. We'll not be dropping sources on this platform. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the cherry on top of the cake, James Hill going fucking ragged folk (laughs) full-time in the away end. the, The source for that one is himself. Yeah, this actually happened. <laughs> you can see it on television. Definitely, Tom showed a bit of passion. Right, Just someone right towards his own fans, but at least they showed passion. And tell us about your statement there, Paddy, because a lot of a lot of listeners wouldn't have seen this. Uh, I've not read it, Jarvis, so somebody else can tell you about it. Right. He says. Um... I just want to apologise to the Hearts supporters for my reaction. I think he shout. I think somebody was shouting. What he says was somebody was shouting, "Get back to Bournemouth," uh, and he got a bit offended and, and gave a bit of needle back to the Hearts fans. Um, I think I don't know. I, I start, when I read through it, it just seems like it's been blown out of proportion a bit. But you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I think Shanklin had said something about it as well. So he probably shouldn't react, but he's a young player that's. Obviously not having a good time at the moment. He's he's came in, he looked good, and he's been pretty poor recently. So I think you know it's one of those things again. He shouldn't react, but don't know, Simon. Full time kind of reeked off when we got beat in Paisley, the famous game just before demotion. 
that kind of booing. We were standing there, middle finger up at Stephen Naismith. <laughs> Did he put we into that sentence? These <laughs> were already halfway of the car. I was standing there with my middle finger up at Stephen Naismith. <laughs> I, I did not see the players leave the pitch. I was gone. I well, just like that night in St Mirren, I also did not see the players leave the pitch. I think maybe five minutes to go, I turned off. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that Hill was probably furious and someone saying get back to Bournemouth. Not exactly what you need, but it's mm-hmm. tensions are high at the football, and you're also had a wee drink, a wee away trip to Aberdeen. You might do something you regret. Let's mm-hmm. just leave it. Move on. If you've lasted 90 minutes at that game, then you you would be, oh, Christ, so angry. It's different for me because you've probably got a train booked or a bus. So. Aye, that's <laughs> it. You're stuck there. The supporters' bus won't move until everyone's back. No. I just go, no, everyone's here, honestly. <laughs> One person on the bus. Cameron and Paddy decided to get the train, mate. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, on a on a lighter note, is James Hill shit? <laughs> nah, I don't no. think so. I'm finding it really hard to judge anyone right now. As much as I want to, he's been playing poorly, but so is everybody. And I think there's a lot more to it than just poor individual performances. Yeah. Well, here's one for you, James Hill. Statistically, that was our worst performance of the season. That won't surprise anyone. But our best performer on the day was James Hill. <laughs> he made an absolute boatload of uh, headers, tackles, and his passing stats weren't half bad either. Um, but he was very busy because everyone else was shite and he was having to do everything. <laughs> That's good Second best player, by the way, Keel. How the tables have turned with Keel. It's actually, I know everyone was shite, including Keel, really. Against Aberdeen. Well, he's actually a lot better. I've got to say, I'd roll him off completely. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost, almost like we're never going to learn. <laughs> I can understand now why he's playing professional football. Good luck, Finlay Pollock. <laughs> On the chopping block, son. We'll soon find out. Bye, James Hill was a busy man. Um, over the last week, there's been a lot of background noise about Celtic and Rangers uh, going down south type of patter. Craig Levine on the back of papers and that. He's always up for a good laugh. Um, if you listen to the Sacked in the Morning podcast, they, he had the old uh, chief exec of the English FA on, and he spoke about how they were looked at approaching Celtic Rangers previously, how it all would have worked. The SFA getting 100 million in compensation, every club in Scotland getting millions in compensation. It all sounds fucking fantastic. <laughs> Never going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I, Levine's touched on it in his more recent article, and it's what the boy, the, the ex chief exec, said. It's basically if the viewer numbers go, were to go down for the English Premiership, it'd be such a quick win for them to just say to Scotland, here you go. I think it'll happen in our lifetimes. It will happen. We called this European Super League. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) I would love it, love it. But I just feel that they like being the big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Mm. If they if they're battling mid-table in the Premiership, (laughs) I I think they'll just fade into obscurity eventually. Yeah. Yeah, There's such limited trophies down there for them. Whereas up here. One of them's probably going to win a treble every now and again. Mm-hmm. Like every other yeah. year. Champions um, League. Yeah, once that sort of dries up. And if we do let them go, we do not let them back in. We build a fucking <laughs> wall if we need to. You, like, you know that as soon as it dries up in England, they'll come back and just right back into the league. Even richer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Premier League money this time. Hmm. But by then, like just because Celtic and Rangers left, that doesn't mean that in Scotland we wouldn't get European football still. No, we'd, 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 the winner would probably get the winner would probably get like a, what, a third round qualification to the Conference League. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean there's some tin pot countries get a chance to get in the Champions League. Aye, so. Scotland's one of them. <laughs> Straight into the Champions League again this season. But there's a big drop-off next year. I think our coefficient points take a big nosedive after 
this season. Um, but anyway, um, Sean Bailey on Twitter tweeted something, tweeted something really interesting about how you could make the league closer. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, it's very interesting. Money. Money. All right. Well, there's other like sneakier ways. You might I think you might like this one, Cameron. Um, one by one, like, less games against each other for one. Absolutely. League. Yeah. So, are you making it like an 18 or a 20 team league or something like yep. that? It's currently you have to play Celtic or Rangers about, I think it's about 14 times a season at the moment. <laughs> and that will never change because it suits them to have four games that they can put on the telly, like mm-hmm. those old farm games. Yes, of yes. course. If um, if you were to think with an, anyone in Scotland but Celtic and Rangers hat on, <laughs> these are the kind of options of what you'd, you'd implement. Because um, imagine like last season, the run we went on, imagine you could do that across an 18-team league. Would have been incredible. Um, another example, um, only three subs which is something which has kind of been overlooked the last two seasons, this five-sub rule. It's a massive advantage to Celtic and Rangers. Yeah, but we yeah. can't complain because it, it is technically an advantage for us over everyone apart from like maybe two or three teams. I don't know. I mean, we can't even fill a bench. <laughs> Through choice. <laughs> <laughs> right, because of Robbie Nielsen's choice. <laughs> um, but like we saw the Celtic fan. I mean, their depth is just insane. They're bringing on players that are just... Just as good as the yeah. first team. It's such a good squad, and it's it's to the detriment of the rest of the league. If they go behind one 0 down, you're fucked. <laughs> that's, the same, that's the same argument in the down south, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. City can bring on yeah players worth you know tens of millions of pounds in the second half against yeah. you know, the teams at the bottom of the league. That's it. Um, another one: a maximum squad size cap. There already is. It's twenty-five. Uh, you mean a, the, like? A, do you mean a cap on wages? No, just a maximum squad size cap. Yeah. So I don't think there's a cap on twenty-five, Paddy. Yeah, it's twenty-five first-team players. That's what you're allowed. That's the maximum size a team can be. That's that's like not just Scotland. That's across Europe. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know the ins and outs of that. That's interesting. Unless they're wanting it just to be like 15 or something. <laughs> well, like the early 90s. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Three on the bench, one summer <laughs> game. Yeah. Right, okay. I don't know too much about that. Um, it certainly feels like we've got a tiny squad compared to the old firm. Yeah, but that's again through choice because Nielsen likes a small squad. Mm. And it's worked so well for us. <laughs> it did, oh, it did in pass. fairness... Having a huge squad hasn't helped us in the past either. <laughs> that is very true. Right. Maybe we should just like liquidate the club because nothing. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> well, we were all discussing which team we were going to go to Celtic or Rangers, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, another one, it'll, it'll never happen for obvious reasons, but a budget cap just absolutely cripple us in European. Celtic and Rangers are shite in Europe anyway, but just go all MLS on our ass. And put a big <laughs> shitty cap on squad wages. The cap would definitely come in at a higher rate than any yeah. teams outside of Celtic and Rangers already pay. It would no, be a cap exactly. that would benefit Celtic and Rangers. Here's yeah. a cap that you're never going to spend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, just a final thing from Sean. And I think something that we should be doing in Scottish football is having a, what well, what he put in was, a minimum minutes for under-21s, which is an interesting way of looking at it. But there's a lot, Paddy, you know better than me here, there's a lot of leagues in Europe that have squads must have X amount of players under 23. Yeah, no, nah, well, it's something like that, but it's more the homegrown player rule that you have to have. I think it's eight going up to 10 homegrown players mm-hmm. in your squad. But those homegrown players could have played for another youth yeah. set, set up and still qualify as homegrown for you. Uh-huh. It would but, basically mean that Celtic and Rangers would be signing all the best young players. Yeah, exactly. In Scotland. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like it's, the, for, for our level in Scotland, it feels like it's something we should be doing. It was yeah, a, a grassroots. I'd imagine most teams are meeting what they would put in for that anyway. 
for a for a squad there was a graph out just in the last week or two. Now it's hardly been an under twenty ones player play in the Scottish Premiership this season. Like it's appalling. I'll try and find it and send it to the group. Barely a player. You're talking like a one a team and some teams that haven't played any. Hearts. It's not what you think at all. Hearts were just the same. It was like we've hardly played anyone. Think about it. Lewis Nielsen and somebody Lewis else, Nielsen. I think. Yeah. Connor. Connor Smith. Aye. Connor Smith for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. It was like half the teams in the SBL hadn't played anyone. And yeah. three was like the maximum. Mm-hmm. Which is shocking for Scottish football development. Aye. So on average, though, Nielsen's not too bad then because he's played two. <laughs> Aye. Light away with that one, Nielsen. <laughs> yeah. And Sean just kind of rounded it off with negotiating a better TV deal. <laughs> that that's actually what's needed. Yes. I yeah, what? I want a ten-inch banger and forty million pounds, but it's just <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> like it's just not going to happen. Modern science, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> what can they? Could they generate money? <laughs> yeah. Have the technology. Um, league, league reconstruction, like, is the one thing that's always mentioned. That is, to me, the thing that makes most sense. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's like, literally this is just like the biggest waste of time ever because Rangers and Celtic uh, genuinely run the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. <clears throat> just it all just makes you think. I had a Celtic fan complaining about how many times they have to play Rangers a season, and I honestly couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was like, "Are you fucking joking me?" <laughs> My whole footballing experience is, is centered around how many times you want to fucking play each other. <laughs> <laughs> that is no, what the TV deal is. But, in front of in front of home only crowds. Ah oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. What shambles that is, eh? What wee laddies, eh? <laughs> Speaking of Rangers, Cameron, you had a, an interesting train journey last weekend. Do you want to talk about that? No. <laughs> I didn't realise I was through Motherwell at a garage picking someone up and uh, turns out that Rangers were the early kickoff at home to Motherwell I don't check the Rangers or Motherwell fixtures so wasn't aware of this um, I got there and the street that the garage is on is the street where all of the Rangers buses still so I had to walk through everybody that was... <laughs> A good start to my weekend. And what colour was your hoodie? It wasn't blue. I <laughs> can just imagine you going, oh, for fuck's sake. Drums, balaclavas, everything, and all sorts of funny looks. Like, <laughs> oh, well. Oh, dear. Um, and Cameron, we were talking about our terrible right wing situation the other day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Clarify that, please. Aye, that's a that's a lovely, a lovely, you know, seamless recently one right wing situation. <laughs> right wing back situation. <laughs> the other day, um, Michael Smith's just about as broken down as your item in the, in the garage. Um, he'll surely leave in the summer. He's been a a great servant to the club and deserves. A fantastic legacy, but he's it's he's got to go. <laughs> I bet he gets a new deal. Oh, yeah, I don't think he will. Do you all think he'll be away? No, I'm, uh, not, I'm not so sure. Really? I would... He's been our best right back this season. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right, okay. Contract Spurs this year, yeah. They have an Angie's on Cal Pat. Don't know. Don't know. Do you think? Well, that's what was leading on to Hammy. Um, Nathaniel Atkinson—they're <laughs> not cutting the mustard either, basically, is he? But Nathaniel Atkinson was Alex Neil getting mentioned. Dylan <laughs> 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 Patterson's going to be the the savior, isn't he? I think that's why we never signed someone properly in January because we're waiting. The, I, I find it nuts that we're all just accepting that Cal Patterson's going to come in and just go to right wing back. Yeah, well, where he's he not played since he last played for Hearts. Can I get yeah, a, he was at Hearts? Can <laughs> I get a twenty pound bet with someone here? The bet is void if he do, if he never signs for us. But when he joins us, is he going to be a right wing back or not? 
someone wanting to take it. I yeah. think he will. And you no, think, think he'll be a right wing back? Yeah. yeah. I just didn't get what leads to that, though. <laughs> I think he'll fit, fit the system nicely. I, I but I don't think we're going to be playing three centre-backs and wing-backs yeah, moving forward. Nielsen's still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think Simon said this on Saturday. This, the experiment has never worked when we've played five at the back. Yeah, but Nielsen's really mean it's stubborn. Maybe if he gets a new haircut... But you've got to remember, yeah. at the start of this season, we played a back four until the injuries, and then we changed to a back three. Oh, good times. It wasn't really good. It's not what Nielsen came in doing initially. I also say that as bad as it's looked at points, it hasn't always been the worst thing. Like it has worked at times. Oh, it's never worked. To... We've just no, no, got think, through results. I think what you need to be specific about is the games that you play like that in. Like there's there's games where we're going to be pinned back and there's games where we're not and playing five in every single game against everybody makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I agree. I think playing three at the back can make him more defensively solid, but it does not make Hearts more defensively solid. No. In fact, only, listen, <laughs> this is only meant to be a wee bit about Calm Pat, right? <laughs> Just finally on the news, uh, the Hearts Hibs game was moved from a nice three o'clock kickoff to a 12 30 kickoff with lots of shady stuff in the background regarding this. Um, Hammy, you would have read in detail the um the statement from the the club's what's it fan liaison officer oh yeah the acting because we've had about two uh right, tell us about tell us about what's all happened here this is your bag <laughs> uh so it was confirmed and i believe we even confirmed it last week on the podcast that sky weren't picking up the last derby again because there was much bigger games on, I think, fucking Kill Rangers or something. I don't know. Uh, Aberdeen, do. Aberdeen Ross County, mate. Oh, <laughs> shit. Sorry. Yes, there's um, obviously much bigger games on that weekend um, or whatever. Uh, so that was then confirmed. And then two days later, Hearts and Hibs both told everyone that, no, actually, in fact, we're moving the game to half 12. It's not going to be televised, but it is on Hibs pay-per-view. Um now, it has to get moved to half 12 because they've still got the mental archaic rule in the UK that we're not allowed to show live games at three o'clock because it will drive fans away. What will apparently get fans to games is moving the game at half 12 and showing it on pay-per-view somehow. And, and, and you know, the laws of the country, this is what it is. So, Hearts and Hibs both released a statement. Hearts said it was at the request of the home team which would make sense because it's their pay-per-view, obviously. Hib said it was at the request of both teams. And then the fan liaison officer, or acting fan liaison officer, confirmed it, that Hearts are getting to beam back the game, I think, in the 1874 bar. Mm. Um, so they're getting that. I don't know if we're needing to pay for it or, or whatever. Obviously, the final details aren't ever going to be released. We just need to pay for one stream. essentially they're saying we want more people to see the game um, which realistically they're just trying to squeeze as much money as they can uh, they didn't give a fuck about the fans (laughs) they wouldn't move it to half 12 if they cared about the fucking (laughs) fan experience there's there's two things for me on it like I think the problem more so than with the clubs is with the ridiculous archaic rules around when you can can and can't show games in this country. Yeah. But outside of that, I do wonder if there's an element of Hearts going, we might want to be able to put the one after the split on Hearts TV when it's not on Sky. Hmm. Aye, I think it will be reciprocal. Um, which, you know, if it's not... I, I, I just boggles my mind that Sky aren't... Again, you write about the rule about 3pm, but again... The fucking TV deal, man. It's just shite. We're having to resort to our own clubs having to put these big games on pay-per-view. And let's, you're never going to convince me that a half-12 kickoff on a Saturday is better than a Saturday 3 o'clock kickoff. Because um, it's not. You know, I, you know if, if for, it's probably all right for us. We all live very centrally. The timing, if we were going to the game, probably doesn't matter. But there's obviously there's people that are travelling a lot further than us. And a half-12 kickoff is just a pain in the arse. Oh, well, I, like... Inverness at Hamden. Ah, yeah, yeah, that as well. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> that is awful. Nah. But luckily, 
the SFA have come out today and said they're going to clamp down on illegal streams because that's yeah. the issue. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Does that mean we won't be able to watch it the, in the bar at Tencastle? <laughs> <laughs> Illegally streaming it from Hibs. The SFA, the SFA couldn't find a stream for themselves, never mind you, so you'd be all right. <laughs> Can they find a stream of ev- revenue for the football? Anyway? Hey. <laughs> um, that was the news, just one last thing. Paddy, uh, Ellis Sims scored against Chelsea for Everton at the weekend. Don't what a goal, you. by the way. Don't know about you, but I'm starting, to think, I'm starting to think, Paddy, that he might not be coming back to us on loan. <laughs> I don't think he is. Now, we've it's had great. Champions League winners in that come to us, so don't worry about Premier League goal scorers. Did Nadie no score against Arsenal? He, he did, did, yes, and that was all he did for Sheffield United. <laughs> Keep the Kevin fish. Kyle as well. <laughs> Good. Well, that, that, this time it is the news. That's, the, that's that. So, unfortunately, boys, it's time to talk about the Aberdeen game. We are. Ugh. We did win 5-3 on aggregate, but we played poorly in the second leg. Simon, how did we look going into this one? <laughs> I, I'm kind of just thinking this result was a long time coming. We come on here every week saying, oh, we didn't actually play well. And everyone in the media is always like, why the Hearts fans not like Robbie Nielsen? He's got them in third. They're winning every single game. Almost like they didn't actually watch the games. Yeah. So as soon as they went 1-0 up, this Hearts team just does not respond. Um, I just don't think there's something wrong right now with the club and the way we're set up and the, the instructions and the effort. Um, bye. Three at the back again. Can they give it less? Um, aye. Hearts. We shout. Aye. We were 3 0 down before the 30th minute. That was a real, the lowest point of the season. Easily the lowest point of the season. Um, the first goal, Barry Mackay fucking rinsed out wide by Graham Shinney. Uh, a shitey clearance away by Rolls um, and Duke. Just um, hit it like Keo tried to block it, a kind of pathetic little block, and the ball found its way past Clark Shambles. <laughs> um, second goal, a simple header from Duke, terrible defending from both Hill and Civic, uh, who between the two of them, and not for the first time, if you look, go back and look at goals that we can see in the highlights, you often find Civic and Hill very near near the man <laughs> who has scored. <laughs> so you need to do a communications course or something. You don't, you don't need to do a communication course. You just need to take one of them out of the team. <laughs> <laughs> then they don't have to talk to each other. That's a good point. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Um, and yeah, and really lackluster closing down at wide. And the third goal, yet again, the man scoring um, coming between Civic and Hill is literally the, exactly the same as the second goal. Simple set piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Xander Clark will feel like he could have done better for that third one. Yeah. Very close to me. It was right at him, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shambles stuff. And it's stuff you can work on, like genuinely frustrated that they're going off on holiday for a week, like in all seriousness. Um, because this is stuff that clearly we need to work on. And it'd be a good opportunity to get them drilled full days doing set piece training. Clubs do it, and we, we should be doing it. I think the problem is though that a lot of players, well, well, actually a lot of players with hearts will be with their international camps now, so you're not going to be doing it anyway with. Oh, how many, Paddy? <laughs> I think I think Hammy made the point earlier, but that's probably contractually time off for them. Aye, they need to get their holidays in at some point. Do you think footballers have actually got holiday leave entitlement? I think I think they'll be told when they're off. Aye. Yeah, because legally they're employed; they need like five weeks holiday. They don't get that in the summer, so they'll need to find it throughout the year. They've had the World Cup. Not the Australia players haven't, though. Just because they're not playing a game doesn't mean they're not oh, they're not working. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, no, no, no. We went. Remember, we went to we went abroad during the World Cup and got a game abandoned. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my. Hi, the only time we've shown fight this season is in a game, a friendly game. Aye, that was uh, Darge, was it? We went swinging hands. Yeah. I don't know about that. Contractually entitled to time off. There would be plenty of clubs not finishing for the break. I don't believe it. Um, <laughs> 3 0 down. 
after 28 minutes or something. At halftime, we had 62% possession. We had two shots and none on target, which is terrible. Um, Aberdeen had three shots on target and frustratingly three goals. It sounds very familiar. It sounds like when we played Aberdeen at Tynecastle. Um, Duke could have easily had a hat trick. They could have easily scored five or six. Um, we did have a couple of chances. Snodgrass, if all people managed to find himself on the end of a through ball, Simon. Unbelievable. How did he get through there? What was going on? <laughs> see, when I see like first scene, I was like, oh my God, Chandler. Oh my God, it's Snodgrass. <laughs> <laughs> the big bus. He was under a lot of pressure and squeezed a shot out. It just went wide. Um, and there was another chance, very similar. Kind of, it was a ball over the top from Ginelli, which Shankland had a go at, and it kind of got blocked into the side net. And, but again, it was like a shot under heavy pressure. Um, Michael Smith's penalty shout. In my opinion, it would have been soft as shite, in all honesty. I, I would have been fuming if it was given against Hearts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. Um, but moments later, <clears throat> the ball went to Duke. He went up the wing and... Uh, James Hill absolutely smashed him. <laughs> absolutely tried to knock him into another dimension. And it caused an absolute ruckus. And the referee dished out four bookings simultaneously, which was always nice to see. Enjoyed that. Enjoyed that piece. Um, but yeah, other than that, was the best part of the game for Hearts, the big fight. Um, <laughs> so, Jarvis. Yeah. Five yes. weeks paid holiday to be taken at a time or time determined by the club. <laughs> Five weeks. So in the summer, they get three weeks. No, no. During the season, it has to be taken before the end of the season. Because of the way their contracts run. Yeah. yeah. Mm, but we get a winter break, which is four weeks off. Which we didn't get this year. Aye, but they would have got the time off during the World Cup instead. Yeah, but what about the players that were at the World Cup? I don't care about Australians. Because <laughs> <laughs> they basically had time off anyway, apart from roles. I opening the you talking to your HR department. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an Australian friend as well who listens to this podcast. <laughs> I'm that. Um, at full time, we had eight shots, not one on target. I think that's the first time this season. I'm sure we even managed to get a shot on target against this time in Florentina. Terrible. Um, statistically, our worst player, I said, the best player on the park for us was James Hill. <clears throat> Have a guess who our worst player was. Shankland. Barry Mackay. Oh, yes, it was Barry Mackay. And it is one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Going I think it might, be time, it might be time to stop kind of when for Barry McCann get he's got to kind of keep his own mindset as if I'm just as good as last season but he is not the best there is the best there was or the best there ever will be <laughs> no he's definitely not Brett Hart it's more like it's more like broken hearts um, well, we, we were we're quick to give everyone a sort of second chance based on everyone's playing shite but Barry McKay just like he loses the ball and just stands there he just watches them run away from him. Listen to this. Four dribbles, zero successful. 21 accurate passing ratio. That is appalling for, for generally an outfield player. To give you some perspective, Ginelli had 93% possession. Eh, sorry, successful right. passing. And Keel was three times better than Barry McKay, 66%. I, I'm, like, I'm not being funny, but... You'd expect more from somebody playing five star better than a 21% accurate passing rate. Hmm. Um, how many crosses do you feel a winger should be making per game, Paddy? More than zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, they made two. None of them are successful. <laughs> he lost possession 17 times, um, which is actually quite a standard amount for Barry McKay. Um, and he only won one tackle out of an attempted 10 which says a lot about the people saying that he doesn't, you know, try and win a ball back, etc. Like It's all it's there in black and white, and Robbie Nielsen will see this kind of data. How the fuck is Barry McKay still starting for Harps? 
How the fuck has anyone not been dropped or changed or nothing changed? <laughs> Does hair loss cause like eyesight problems as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing glasses and I'm very bald, so my eyesight's actually getting better. <laughs> um, so I, it's, it certainly all feels like it's fucked. So in terms of formations, you're saying a back three's not working. Wing backs aren't working. Two in midfield isn't working. Playing Lord and Shankland at number 10 isn't working. What do we do? What happens from here? If you're your manager of hearts, what do you do? I, I don't uh, think, like, across everybody seems to have the same kind of view. I don't think it takes that much. It's, it's taking one of those defenders out. Yeah. And putting them in the midfield. Yeah. And then so it's really simple. Shanklin, and putting Shankland back in at nine. That's it. Aye. And then probably rotating Barry Bukaya. But, like, that's a, that's a personnel change rather than a formation piece. It's it's just really going to the three in midfield. I, I mean, we could be totally wrong, and that might not work. But I'd like to see it. Aye, it's like the the subs as well. When we make subs, we bring in like Forrest for like a centre mid, or, or he ends up in centre mid. I don't know if he's meant to be there, but that would signal lack of instructions or lack of clear instructions. There just seems to be no idea about what's going on. No. It's really I sorry on you go, Jarby. Well, I was just saying, it's really concerning. And I was going to go on and ask about what you think about us finishing third and stuff, Barry. So you you carry on first. I agree with what Cameron said about the, everything there. There's other personnel change I'd like to see as well, like the manager fucking off and not coming. <laughs> yes, Barry. <laughs> but I, had this, I had that view before he was even signed, so... Mm-hmm. Aye. Going into the Aberdeen game, you just laughed at me last week's podcast. I said something in the group chat, which I asked to be private, and Cameron <laughs> ran his big mouth and said <laughs> on this public forum that I thought we'd get beaten Aberdeen. And I fucking did. I expected us to get No, it's because you said we would get beat in both games. No, I said, we'd get, I said we'd get beaten Aberdeen, drawn Kilmarnock. Look, mate, even a broken clock. Twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm normally quite optimistic, perhaps. <laughs> not. We are where he is at now, thinking about where are Nielsen's heads at, where Nielsen's hairlines at, where the squads at. Where do you think we're gonna finish in the league one by one? Paddy, where you, what position are we gonna finish in? I still probably think we'll finish third because everybody below is a shit as well. But what are they though? Cameron. I mean, none of you took third before the World Cup, and I did, so it'd be a bit weird if I changed now when we're actually in third. So, <laughs> well, I will comfortably finish third. Do you, Hammy? I think we'll limp to third, but only because we play Aberdeen. We're likely to play Aberdeen and Hibs at home after the split, and I think that's where we'll. That's where we'll. Windows, we seem to be quite good at home. It's a way that we're just shocking. Simon, sick. I still think we'll get third, but this is a real make or break like run in just now eh, before that split. It's a lot tighter than we'd like now, that's for that's for sure. Because Aberdeen and Hibs, you can't, there's no two ways about it. They've improved massively since since the start of February, you know, it's been. A huge change in the last couple of months. Pumped Hibs twice, three 0 Pumped Aberdeen. Hibs pumped Aberdeen. It was, it was also rosy. Back no. in the day. <laughs> um, it's concerning. I, just for the what? record, I'm going to say that I'm going to say that both finished third. But do I really think that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it will be very tight and light. I, I do think one of those games against Aberdeen or Hibs at home will be. Pretty yeah. much the define that'll be it. It'll be between that. It's because I don't think the old firm are going to drop points against, albeit Hibs seem to give them a fucking good game out of the weekend. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it will be one of those games will secure it for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be whoever finishes third will finish third by three points or less. It's going to be like that down to the wire, probably. Yeah. I don't know how you think it's going to be a runaway. Have you not seen Aberdeen just beat the Hearts on Saturday there? That, wait till we play them. <laughs> I mean, I'm more thinking just like 
how quickly things change and how, how little I think it would take for us to, to improve. And that if we were to go back five, six weeks, certain member of this podcast who I'm not allowed to actually call out what they say because <laughs> I'm not allowed to was Fine. telling when me someone that, says it's private <laughs> I did it in fairness I did tell you I was going to say it as soon as you said it so you knew it man <laughs> but um that person who will remain nameless um did tell me five six weeks ago that they were worried that Robbie Nielsen might leave us because we were doing so well and he was going to get a job down south worried so, <laughs> Worried was not the word. I think it was. I think that Nielsen could leave us. Popping <laughs> <laughs> bottles in there, the Jarvie household. Well, <laughs> um, our form, right? So after an unbeaten January, which finished five with us winning five nil against Aberdeen, three nil against Hibs, and then a draw at Livingston. And that draw wasn't a bad result, really. We got beat three nil at home of Rangers. We won three one against one of the worst on the. One of the worst teams in the league in Dundee United. Um, we won away at Rubbish Hamilton 2-0. We got beat 2-0 off Motherwell in Motherwell. We won 3-0 against a terrible St. Johnson side. And then we've just been beat 3-1 off Celtic, 3-0 off Celtic, and then 3-0 off Aberdeen. You know, the stonks are going down. <laughs> HMS, homers and bats. Um, and next up, we've got Kilmarnock. Doesn't I get think, much easier. Like the good thing is what Nielsen had said at the end of the game when he said, you know, I think that if you go through life and no one hates you, then that means you're not very good at anything. So I think mm. that's very true. Um, yeah, that was Robbie. He's saying that and he's not very good at anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> long so, throw days are in the past. That's right. that, that, quote, that quotes um, actually Triple H. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but Robbie Nielsen wishes he had Triple H's hair. The <laughs> thing is, he used to. He does. He's going to be back. Um, well, listen, we are we are all, you know, nice and light-hearted about Nielsen. Let's change that. Hammy Jambles kickback. Back away and don't talk a lot of shame. There was genuinely a specific thread created um, with a poll. It's currently <laughs> sitting at 64% to get sacked immediately. Um, <laughs> Wonder what kickback think. <laughs> Someone says, time's up, most definitely. I've defended him as much as anyone, but I have flipped for the last time. He's not the man. He doesn't learn. He's stubborn <laughs> and he's arrogant. Someone else says, you have to be some sort of pervert to want Nielsen to stay. Um, <laughs> pervert? <laughs> Am I? These are not the words of the broken hospitals. <laughs> um, so, I'm into some kinky shit. <laughs> Someone says, um, uh, this is a bit more um, nice. Not getting the best out of our current playing squad and his time is up for a fair few fans. However, the board won't react at the moment and if there is to be a change, it will happen at the end of the season. A few players need a bit up in the balls as well, though. Um, Someone says, Robbie Nielsen needs spoken to playing guys out of position, a shite formation that we don't have the players for, and a shite passing game that gets us nowhere. We seem to have adopted as our issue, and that's down to him, not the players. I get the players have bad games and dips in form when they do should be benched, not put in everywhere to continue to regress. I think he's specifically talking about Barry McKay there. Someone says, we finished 19 points ahead of Hibs last season. To finish behind them this season, given how shambolic they were a few weeks ago, would be a real step back. Not because they are Hibs, just a real barometer of regression. Um, Somebody says, I actually wonder if Robbie lovers go to games. Certainly not away, they can't. How can you continue to defend the appalling football we are served in so many games? Mm. Nielsen has the chance to push us away from the rest by finishing third. Failure to do so with this squad and lead we had is a sackable offence and is not debatable at all. Um, someone says, playing Shanklin in midfield says it all. 
even when we switched formation yesterday, he was playing at centre attack and field behind Janelli. We mentioned that. Um, Nielsen makes the simple things complicated. Play players in the correct positions for fuck's sake. And then we started debating about other managers with some saying, I feel that Scottish managers are keek. They are stuck in the past. I want a forward-thinking manager who can actually put players where they should be and can change the game to suit circumstances. Please sign us a manager who can give us a football worth coming out of the house for. Now, some of the names being mentioned, David Martindale. Yes. Uh, Derek McInnes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Paolo Sergio was mentioned. Um Stendhal again he came yeah, up once twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously Naismith um was talked about. Give it give it Naismith at the end of the season. Uh, but yep. one of the more interesting names I saw getting linked with Hearts and Jamal's kickback was one Fabio Cannavaro. Um <laughs> The, f- the famous five foot seven centre back. Exactly. <laughs> Would they re sign Chris Hamilton? You've got to hope. You've got to hope. Um, so, yeah, some some Italian flair at heart. I think, Where the I think fuck you've... does that come from? <laughs> I think you've totally missed the point, though. And the, the, the quote right before that was um, give us some football that's worth leaving the house for. How many folk do you on kickback do you think regularly leave the house? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Not many, I think. No. Only when I have to go out and do some work, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Naismith, I'm telling you. David Martindale. He's, he's good. The thing is, with David Martindale, I actually would be interested to see him at Hearts, but I just don't feel that like that's a step up. He also Robin comes Nielsen. with an anonymous benefactor as well, eh? <laughs> hmm. I, I genuinely, I would be over the moon if David Martindale came to us, but it'll never happen. Is he allowed to travel to all countries in Europe? Good question. I would be fucking nuts when you get a manager we get Europe and he can't even go. <laughs> I'd love that. But we'd be the talk of the world of football. Right. <laughs> Your steroid juice would go through the roof as well. It's already oh, pretty high. Aye, it would. It's not really working, but how many? Maybe they need to tone it down. Gordon would have been <laughs> back two months ago. <laughs> there, there's, there is definitely an answer as well. We need a manager that's greasy, looks dirty, eats frankfurters for his breakfast, German. <laughs> <laughs> Gagan press, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Cameron, Scotland are not playing Germany, thankfully, in the next week, but we are playing Spain. And someone else, tell us about Scotland fixtures. Well, moving on from that, but you know, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Raise a remote. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to keep shooting these in. Um, <laughs> Uh, Scotland, um, game at the weekend. Uh, the only enjoyable kickoff time of this entire campaign. So, for those that are going, enjoy it. Those that are watching at the pub, enjoy it because the rest of them are all during the week. Um, so, yeah, Cyprus on Saturday. Um, you've got to think that that should be a very comfortable win at what is, I think, a fairly well sold hand. I don't think it's sold out, but I think they've sold a fair chunk of tickets for it. And then, um, yeah, big game during the week against Spain, where it is sold out. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you wouldn't hold us in uh, fairly good odds, I would say, to, to get much for that game. But um, let's see. I think, you know, start of a new campaign, always exciting. Um, nice to see that we're, we seem fairly full strength. I, I know, like, there's a lot of thought around you know, who gets picked and who doesn't, but it does seem like, we're quite full strength in terms of being able to pick players, um, and yeah, there are still there are obviously still some names in there that uh, seem a bit odd. I don't know what your thoughts on their thoughts are on those, but um, this Jacob Brown guy seems to keep appearing in the squad. <laughs> I think he gets like five minutes at the end of every game. What's the fucking point? I don't. Yeah, um, he's going to end up with like forty caps. But not generally, I think. Um, Exciting, it'll be, be good to see how we get on, on on Saturday and then kind of hopefully take that into during the week. 
Uh, we'll pump Spain. Their team looks shite. I was thinking about how far they, uh, how far we fall in hearts. Where we went from having, I think, was it when John Stewart was still here? Maybe but when we were talking about Craig Halkett's got to get in the Scotland team. You'll be lucky if I can play again. By the looks of it. Stephen Kingsley, it was like Stephen Kingsley's in fantastic form. He could play left centre back for Scotland. Absolutely no chance of the Kings are getting called up. <laughs> we were saying we could, if we got in a good right back, we could have the full back four for Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time where we were going here. We could have Halkett, and King. Like we should just play the fucking Hearts back three. Aye. There was a time, and then aye, Shankland. Yeah, you can't play. Clark's genuinely not going to pick Shankland because he isn't playing as a striker. So I think aye. it's because he plays for Hearts as well. But aye, it's because he's playing <laughs> then as well. Aye, the Hearts can barely string a pass together. Then anyway, um, and there was even talk well, at the end of last season with Barry McKay getting in the Scotland squad. <clears throat> hmm. <laughs> so. We're not going to do a podcast next week, so we'll speak to you next after the Kilmarnock game. So just to touch on that, what are your thoughts, boys, after our beautiful week's break, hair transplants and summer holidays, they'll come back refreshed, um, better and win? My thought is, if God built me a ladder to heaven, I'd climb it and I'd elbow drop the world. (laughs) (laughs) Just Googling now. I thought I was impressed. I was like, wow, he's actually learned something. You were clearly reading just, that one as you went. Seen by, behind the curtain of the Wizard of I'd, uh, I'd run out. Yeah, that was Mick Foley <laughs> from Google. Uh, Paddy, come on, away. We're going to win? No. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, I think we'll win this and I think we'll be like, oh, well, that's us back. We're now... Uh, uh, Hibs will drop points and we'll be like, oh, well, eight points clear of them, so that's no bother. I think we'll get beat. At the most draw. <laughs> I think I think we'll win. I think it'll be comfortable. I mean, but, uh, you've been awfully quiet. Uh, I, oh, sorry, I was just looking at Kelly's form. I'm not exactly in great form and they could really do with a win, so I'm going <laughs> to say they'll win. <laughs> Uh, Hammy, have a look at their just their home form. They barely, I think they've like never been beat by anyone other than Celtic and Rangers. There's a lot of a lot of one ones at home. One mm-hmm. 0 with Dundee United. Um, so yeah, I think they'll win one 0 Put that think, on your coupon. I mean, obviously, no, it's a massive game anyway, and I don't think we should really be focusing too much on anything other than ourselves because we're in the driving seat for that third place, but. For context, um, Hibs are away at Motherwell and Aberdeen are at home to... Oh, no, sorry. Hibs are at home to Motherwell and Aberdeen are away to St. Johnston. So both winnable games. Uh, here we go. Here we fucking go. <laughs> but, but if I was sitting on a, a Hibs podcast, I'd be saying Hearts of Kilmarnock, very winnable game. No, I don't think. I think people that... That I've seen come on a film record will say I wouldn't be expecting Hearts to go there and win. It's going to be a tough, tough game. Derek McInnes is a superior manager than Robbie Nielsen. How <laughs> <laughs> we fallen to this level? We've been relegated <laughs> and it's felt better than this. Yep. Alan Patterson's joining us next season for, the <laughs> for our fight out of the championship. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And Cameron, explain by herself. Um, don't really want to go over the scores this week. <laughs> well, actually, I've not got in front of me, but I know that all of us that bought three, so the two that weren't here plus me, so that's Jarve, Paddy and myself, all scored three. Hammy and Simon scored two. And as the social media never got a view of it, we're giving them four each. This is absolutely shocking, right? Because I've just lost the lead because of that sh- fucking ridiculously bad part of whoever posts on our social. This is a conspiracy. <laughs> this is a conspiracy. That's what Rangers were singing to us when they were winning 3-0. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Imagine how many of they'd score without the conspiracy. I know, man. I know. If the refs weren't actually against them. I know. Mm. 
Um, good. So what we'll do, we're going to post by ourselves for the Kilmarnock game, but we'll do it next week because it's fucking ages away. Um, so yeah, that's all we have time for today. Um, no podcast next week in absence of the entire Heart Squad and Robbie Nielsen. <laughs> I just to reiterate again that the rest is definitely well earned. So <laughs> see you in a fortnight after a humiliating defeat at the hands of a far superior manager in Derek McInnes and Kilmarnock. Um, and we will look ahead at that time to St Mirren at Tynecastle, which will probably be a draw. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast and play along with by ourselves once it's posted. And uh, don't forget to leave a generous star rating for this wonderful positive podcast on whatever you're listening on. So until next time, come on the hearts. We'll see you again soon. <laughs>